It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper on our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Holly G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanson, and Andrew Mulder. Yes, hello and welcome to another Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. And I tell you what, it's one that uh, we're doing with uh, a little bit crying into our beards, into our beers, whatever it may be. Andrew Molinaroli with us, of course. How are you, mate, after that big shellacking Queensland gave us last night? Yeah, mate, just uh, still licking the wounds a little bit. The head's still spinning. It uh, it was a dominant performance, um, well-deserved by Queensland, I guess, uh, yeah, <laughs> always next year. Always next year. And uh, Ryan MS with us, of course, as well, mate. Always next year. That's all we can say, can't we? Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully some of the players won't be saying that. Now, Pete hasn't been um, cited since he's not here. No, just kidding. He can't make it. But <laughs> but uh, the three of us will endeavour to go through. Look, post-Origin, let's get straight into Supercoach now. It is really the front and centre now, the rest of the NRL season. And with that, of course, uh, the last of the bye weeks is here. We can chat about that a little bit uh, as we go through the show. Hopefully, you've moulded your team to such a degree that you can at least hit the ground running this week with the 17 players, all close enough to. Um, but... You should all now really be looking towards those finals, shaping your team. You've probably only got a few trades left and really just trying to shape that end-of-season team now. And that's what we're going to get into now. One of the things that we wanted to chat about was the um, performances of players post-origin. So, the, you know, the, your star players, the guys that play for New South Wales and Queensland, how do they really go back out from origin? We've heard about the emotional toll on clubs. You know, a lot of um, the media at the moment, or during origin period, sort of were focusing on should origin be standalone? How, you know, is it unfair on the clubs um, having to sort of not only miss, potentially miss these players through injury, but also that emotional, mental and physical toll it takes when they're trying to fit back in. Mark Gasnier on NRL 360 said a week or two ago that, you know, it does mentally it does take you a few weeks to get back into it. So what we were able to do is we were able to look back in the last couple of years and just look at which players did perform better post-origin and which performed worse out of those big names. Corey Parker, for example, you know, he's a bit of a stud. He's a guy who's improved his average in both 2013 and 2014 post-origin. Yes, he's got to be massaged a little bit, at least in 2013, you know, missed an extra game, but, oh, well, they would have had the bye, so he still was able to come back round 20 and finish the season really strong, strongly. He had three scores of over 100 in there, and his lowest was 73, so a great effort there in 2013. In 2014, just as good, came straight back in round 18, as we expect him to do this this year and this week, uh, and hit up with a 97, followed it up with a 102 a week later. Two more scores over 100 as the year progressed, and again, improving his average there um, as the year went on uh, until the end of the year. So a guy like Corey Parker, you know, he's going to be a big cost to you, and in, and in fact, you, know, you may even want to bring him in this week if you can afford him, but certainly next week, I think you're looking to bring him in. Cameron Smith, um, another guy, you know, maybe not quite with the high floor that, that Parker has. Uh, we look back to 2013, big year for him, although he did have a down score in round 25 of just 30, but he also went over 100 
um, in round 23. A couple of 90s scores there as well. And besides the 30s, lowest for 62. So pretty good there. Um, similar in, in 2014, um, a low of 38 in round 22. But besides that, you know, uh, um, pretty good scores. 104 is high there in round 19. Um, and mostly 80s and 70s. Just the one other score lower than 70, that of 43 in that week back in round 18. So maybe with Smith, you're waiting one extra week. Melbourne playing mid-round this round. Maybe if you're thinking of other options, guys like McCulloch, Brisbane played before him. You may already own him. You may already own Granville. Um, Isaac Luke. We're going to talk about hookers in general a bit more later on the show, but you can see their Smith's performance you know, generally tailing up. Thurston was the same in 2013. A couple of big scores there, round 21 and round 22. 138 and round 22 back in uh, 2013, and it had 112 to finish. Lowest of 50 in round 25. Next lowest was 73. So great stuff by Thurston in 2013. But um, 2014 was slow, was about average. So he, he still had those big scores, but he had a very high average all year. So just maintaining that, you know, lowest of 49 in round 23, but he had three scores of over 100, including 130 in round 21. So you can see with those Queenslanders, you're pretty safe. But then you look at New South Wales players, and you've got guys like Paul Gallen. Yeah, 2013 had some big games once he got back on the park. It took him a few rounds to get back on. Played rounds 21 to 25, a couple of hundreds in there, lowest of 63. And... Um, Last year, you know, played round 18, good score, 95, and then didn't play again to round 23, and then didn't play again until the end. So, you know, a bit of difficulty there. Robbie Farrell, he tails right off. Now, we don't even know if he's going to be back next week. The Tigers have a bye this week, of course. They suspect he probably will be, but Farrell tailing right off there, and you can see there with those New South Wales players, um, Farrell, a high of 81 in 2013 uh, and 70, uh, 95 sorry, in 2014, but a lot of low scores in there as well, a 22 um, in 2013, a 36 in 2014. Uh, Trent Merrin, very similar, um, sort of really going off. 2013 wasn't so bad. You'd have one score of over 100, but 2014 really tailing off. And, and you know, we look at that emotional toll, I guess, um, Andrew, that Origin can take, and we're really seeing two sides of the... Of, of, of you know, almost the, the same piece of bread, but very, very different. Yeah, mate. I mean, I've heard I've heard players saying it's it's like losing a grand final a week, and then they're expected to get up and you know play in a couple of days later. It's, it's it's tricky. I mean, with like someone like Thurston, typically the Cowboys are, are usually gunning for the top eight position, so yeah, it's usually him calling the shots towards the end of the year and just you know him just giving everything to every game. So. It might be similar this year with him trying to get the Cowboys a top four finish. So there's things like that. Also with Corey Parker, with them already, you know, Brisbane already entrenched in the eight. Oh, he might, he might get more, he might get more rests. You know, like mm. you don't know how Wayne Bennett's going to play this, and you know that he's a year older than he was last year. So got to take those things into consideration. Uh, again, like again with like the Robbie Farrah thing as well. Uh, you, you kind of see him. As soon as the Tigers, I think I said this last week. As soon as the Tigers are out of contention, he, his his points drop right off. It, yeah. So, those are the things you got to got to take into consideration. But the thing is, now this year, there's all all the teams are still in contention for the eight past the Origin. So that's that's one good thing uh, that I would take into consideration with picking your, your, your side towards the end of the year. Yeah, and it's something we're going to look at. I know we did it briefly a couple of weeks ago, and we plan to keep doing it basically week in, week out from next week. We look at teams that we think have dropped out of that race or just about to, and you can kind of put a line through them. But you're right, at the moment, 
I mean, pro- probably only the Knights and the Tigers, you can say with certainty, but even them mathematically can still make it. So, you know, let's just try to look at it from an origins perspective this week, and then next week we're going to keep looking at that side of things, but obviously um, also with those teams dropping out. Uh, Ryan, I want to look at a little bit of an anomaly with it, and that would be fullbacks. Billy Slater in 2013 went berserk at 144 in round 21, 128 in round, uh, round 24, a lower 59 a week later. Like, some massive scores, really improved his average. And it wasn't the same in 2014, but still popped up with a 99 around 23 and 104 in round 25. While Jared Hayne was probably the exception for New South Wales, didn't play much uh, in 2013, so we can't look too much into that, although he had good scores when he got on the field. But 2014, came off the back of that victory, he had five successive 100-plus games, uh, and then a 99 in round 26, so six out of seven, he got 99 or higher. And I guess a fullback might be the one position, if you're judging on those two, so maybe you're saying Greg Inglis, I don't know. Yeah, um, look, honestly, it's a tough one, because... Um, you have well, obviously to start with, you the guy that's the guy that's dominated after Origin, uh, Supercoach wise, in Billy Slater won't be there. Um, and you have, yeah, you have Inglis who he's been below. He's been below his best yeah, this year. Supercoach. I was trying wise, to think of a good way to put that. Like with um, all due respect to a very very fine player, when yeah. we're purely looking at numbers, Supercoach wise, he's been disappointing. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I mean, put it this way. I mean, he's usually a keeper, Greg Inglis, and I've been tossing it up for a couple of weeks whether whether yeah. I should keep him. I've, I've still got him in for this buy round. Yeah, so now you're safe to keep him because he'll be back another week. Yeah, yeah so, but, that, but that just goes to show like that he's, supercoach-wise, he hasn't been at his best. Mm, mm. He, could, he could be right. Now, let's go into some of the other keepers. Um Andrew, you've already talked about um, Corey Parker, but what about Cameron Smith, who we mentioned, you know, usually does well post-origin? Is, is he now, especially with Seguiaro injured, Farrow we've talked about, is he now really the gun hooker that every team must own? Or are there others there like McCulloch, like Granville, like Luke, where you could almost say, I'm going to leave Smith out and uh, try to make that a point of difference? No, I think I think you need him. It, you know, there's... The, it's been so inconsistent this year. The, the super coach, um, <laughs> you really, you really need, you really need your, your, your guys who that you know that you can bake some points on. Um, the only worry is the, the, you know, Smith's points is goal kicking. He's not a great goal kicker, but also the tries at Melbourne haven't been able to score because Billy Slade's not there. So yeah. that's, that's one thing that you really need to think about. Yeah, I just wonder if they're not putting up the points in past years that if they sort of tail off. But the advantage, there's two advantages. One, Cooper Cronk's back, and we saw how great he was for Queensland last night. And two, Smith is going to himself do everything in his power. We just talked about Jonathan Thurston doing everything in his power to, you know, get the Cowboys in the top eight the last two years. Well, Smith's going to do the same this year, which exactly will right. yeah. really help his super coach points. Um, Brian, what about Matt Gillett from Brisbane? A couple of good games the last two super coach wise Been very good in origin. Yeah, look, I, I think he is. Um, he has been pretty decent this this year. In a year where second rowers haven't particularly like, you know, dominated scoring or anything like that, um, I think he has been pretty good and getting better. And also uh, taking into account how well the Broncos are going themselves, um, I, I think he's. If, if you don't have him in there and you're thinking of it, 
I, I, I think it's almost a definite. Yeah, and, and, you know, you mentioned about the second rowers. Uh, you know, they have struggled to get in that top 10, top 20, you know, guys that play back row. There might be a few guys that are named as two RFs, you know, that you can get in that probably play more centre field. But, um, you know, that role that Gillette plays out a bit wider, 80 minutes, um, you know, you're probably searching between a guy like him, a guy like Boyd Cordner, Tyson Frizzell we've seen in and out now with injury. Um, so maybe Gillette's the one. Um, David Clemmer is another one, Andrew, that, you know, not at that high price of, of most of the keepers you're looking to bring in. But off, off the back of it, you know, a good origin, even though they went down badly yesterday. Um, it's still a good origin series for Clemmer, and he can build off that. He can, and you saw him play the at Belmore the, the week after his origin. He just, I think he made 120 metres in the first 20 minutes. So like, he's... yeah. He's got the, he's got the potential, and he's still reasonably pl- priced. If he, uh, I mean, he, he was dirt cheap at the start of the year, wasn't he? So, I mean, the question mark for me still on him is his game time. I, I like guys with big minutes, obviously. Mm. Uh, the more more points, you know, uh, I'm sorry, the more minutes they play, the more points they that they they tend to get. So, yeah, like I said, more minutes more minutes for me, kind of guy. And that's the thing we need to, like you say. Um... He's starting to get some more minutes through um, Des Hasler, you know, a combination of reasons. He's playing, you know, a really high sort of quality footy at the moment. They've had a couple of injuries to the dogs, but you're right. Um, I think he's one of those guys at this stage of the year when you're trying to really bring in those big, you know, big-time players, those guaranteed bankers, it's still a risk. But if you're a little bit lower on your salary cap and you've got to take a punt, might not be the worst one. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. We do it each and every week. You can find us on iTunes, subscribe, and you get this one plus the week weekend one, the review show that we do on our Sunday, Ryan and myself. Um, and also you can find everything online, www, on our website, I should say, www.supercoachpros.com. There's the game recaps. There's also the round... Um, the, the previews for the upcoming rounds, Supercoach-wise. We've got our unique predictor model uh, that we... You know, we we stand by it. It happened again. If you look at our tweets, you know, follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros, saying to bring in guys, you know, obviously Rajrada and Tedesco, but even DeGoyce and Richards, um, you know, pretty much the top top four players in that Parramatta Tigers game. You'll get that on Twitter at SuperCoachPros, but you can also see all that information on the website www.supercoachpros.com. Very important that you follow us on Twitter as well, I should say, because. That's when you get the late mail. And we're about to talk about late mail in the moment, but you get the latest mail you can get because, of course, we tweet out the late team changes once those teams are finalised an hour before kickoff, before each and every game. And so you, you can avoid getting a zero when there are, uh, is a player that um, is in your team that suddenly is ruled out through some sort of injury, and that's at Supercoach Pros. Uh, let's look at that late mail now and going through the games. You know, we mentioned the um, Supercoach Pros predictor model. Blake Austin is actually predicted to go the best this week. Not a massive week. We're not looking at anyone sort of necessarily in the hundreds. I mean, there will be will be scores in the hundreds. There always is. But uh, there's no obvious ones here. But certainly some nice high 80 scores. Blake Austin, Sean Johnson, Ben Hunt are right up there. Roger Tuvasa-Shek as well. Good matchups. Looking at the Canberra Raiders-Newcastle Knights game. Looks like Josh Papali is a safe play. 
Dane Gagai should be safe, which he has a very good matchup, so that's good. Although um, Chanel Mataudia is travelling as a backup, so we're not 100%. Bo Scott is suspended. Probably not many people own him anyway. Uh, the Penrith Roosters game. Uh, Seguiaro is back training, which is good to see, but probably still a couple of weeks away. Andrew, I did want to ask you actually with Seguiaro. Is, is, is it a guy, if, if you've been holding on to him, do you now just wait that extra week or two? I mean, he could be back next week, but we're hearing two weeks away. Oh, he stung with he stung me last year and he stung me this year, Seggy. Ah, uh, <laughs> you know what? It's getting late in the season. You've got to finalise your roster. I think I think it's time to sell him. Yeah, and at three hundred and thirty, I think you're going to get decent money. Exactly. To be I mean, Isaac Luke is three hundred thousand. So I mean, I know yeah. he's suspended and got a buy and all that. Isaac Luke, tough yeah. One. It's yeah. I think bringing bringing Luke in for Seggy is probably a smart smart play some great tweets coming up about where we can talk a bit more about hookers so we'll get to that after we've gone through the late mail roosters the origin quartet look safe to play um probably not the best news if you're a jackson hastings owner because hastings there is named as 18th man but uh, it looks like pierce jennings guerra and corner will all play there for the roosters dogs broncos look no um concerns so far from all the bulldogs origin players although Still no word for sure. Definitely Justin Hodges will be rested. It looks like the other guys will play for the Broncos, so that means Corey Parker's safe. But again, fo- you know, follow us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros, get that up-to-date last-minute information so you, you can make sure if you're thinking about trading guys in, you can always trade them in mid-round. You can't reverse a trade, so that's the only problem. But you know, if you can if you can look at your line and think, oh, I wanted to trade this guy in, he's playing mid-round, the, the guy I'm going to trade out, has a buy this week anyway. There's no sort of rush to get him out before he gets locked. It's still an option this week to do those mid, mid-round mid trades. Um, New Zealand versus Storm. Conrad Hurrell, well, he's uh, out again with an injury, a training mishap. Um, looks like Ryan Hoffman will also be out. David Fusatua looks the most likely man to come in for Hurrell that hasn't been uh, confirmed yet, which means Ken Mamalo still out. Um, Raymond Fatala Marina could be the likely uh, inclusion for Hoffman starting, and that would see him get a huge bump because we've seen when he started so far this year, he can put up scores in the 70s. Um, so that will be an interesting one there. Saints feed the Sharks. Josh Dugan in grave doubt with an arm injury. Trent Merrin's accepted a four-week suspension for the lifting tackle on or- in origin. Doesn't look like Tyson Frizzell or Jack DeBellin will return uh, as a late inclusion, although Ed and Abouli may, especially if Dugan's ruled out. Um, with probably Justin Hunt moving back to fullback um, is a likely scenario there. Joel Thompson is returning as is Jason Nineingold. That should be safe. Paul Gallen in doubt. Ryan, we've talked about Paul Gallen over and over on the show. I mean, he's a great player to have when playing, but once again, he's in doubt, unlikely to play. Yeah, look, it, uh, it honestly happens every year. Yeah. Um, and it's really tough on supercoach owners um, in that, A, he does cost you a fair bit of coin, and B, you're just never entirely sure if he's going to play. And, he, and after Origin in particular, and, not, and I'm not just talking immediately after in this yeah. case, but, um, you know, it can take him, sometimes takes him weeks to come back because he does put everything into, into Origin, and, yeah, and it tends to cost him or his team, per se, um, in the back end when he, when he, when he can't front up. Yeah, well, he played round 18 last year, but then didn't play again to round 23. And in reverse, he didn't play until round 21 in 2013. So it says it all. Well, I think 
I mean, I said this last week or two weeks ago, you just can't afford to have that amount of coin sitting on the bench, uh, yep. especially with the, the season, you know, coming to a close soon. So for me, it's, it's, it's yeah, steer clear. Uh, Michael Ennis should be right. Chris Hindens fighting a suspension. You probably have neither of those players. Titans, Eagles, good news if you're a Tom Trebovich owner. Um, not so good news for Peter Hicko. He's not, not going to make it back for this game, so Trebovich gets another week. Blake Leary, still not right, maybe next week. Um, Ryan James being named. He should be safe to play, as will Nate Miles coming off origin. So I've got to move on to the tweets. I mentioned... Uh, the Twitter handle before at SuperCoachPros. The other advantage of following us on Twitter is you can write us your questions for this week and looking ahead to your Supercoach finals, which I'm hoping most of you that are listening are in or at least in the hunt for. Mitchell Poole is. He's uh, written to us to ask at SuperCoachPros, what positions will each of your four reserves be for the run home? I'm looking at a front row forward, a 5 eighth, a halfback and a fullback. It's been a poor year for two RFs or second rowers. Andrew, uh, what do you think? Not a not a bad not a bad option there. You know, a lot of bases covered. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad not a bad strategy there. I personally, I'm going forwards. I mean, you just like I said, it's the consistency I like. So I'm going to have a uh, two gun hookers and three gun props and and just and stack my stack stack my my, my forwards. Um, a, a good kind of I guess backup for a for a fullback. Would be someone like a Blake Ferguson who's still under three hundred thousand. Um, I think they're going to risk is going to go large towards the end of the season. So that's probably a good option for for um, moving forward with not actually on gun money. What do you think, Ryan? Are they your best positions, or is Hooker someone you're looking at? Well, look, speaking personally, I'm going like two two good number nines. Um, and then basically, I'm pumping the team full of five eights and halfbacks. Um, they can play in different positions. Um, yep. Guys like Anthony Milford, um, Lachlan Coote, uh, Michael Morgan can all play all play two positions in the Supercoach um, scheme. So um, yeah, I, I'm going that way. Got some interesting stats to read out in a moment. It pertinent to both this tweet and another one we're about to get into. Look, it is a poor year for second rowers, and part of the reason of that. Is, is how we've seen a real divide between playing centre of the field, unless you're Penrith. I mean, there are a couple of teams that will deviate from this, but only Penrith really get away from it where they've got guys like Bryce Cartwright that roam around the field almost like a second 5-8 uh, in the old days, you know, playing both sides of the ruck. Most teams have adopted a left-side second rower and a, a right-side second rower, play on the edge, play 80 minutes close to, and then the other three guys, the 8, the 10 and the 13, play up the centre and they get rotated through the day. Um, what that means is that it's hard for those second rowers to get those extra points, unless it's someone like Corey Parker who still you can call in as a second rower. Um, I, look, I would be a little bit concerned of loading up your halves with four, but if, you, if you've got the money, and you know, obviously things are going well for you, Mitchell, you can do it. You know, the question will be, have you got 17 guns and eight guys that are really just bench sitters? Or do you have an 18th and a 19th man that match-up-wise can rotate in and out? Your centres and wingers are your biggest area where you get an up and down. So unless you've got guys like Soliola, Jack Bird, Luke Lewis, guys that, you know, Aiden Guerra, guys that play um, 
second row or five eighth or wherever they play, not centre or winger, but they can play centre and winger for your super coach. You probably want to back up there. Now that doesn't mean it has to be in your top seventeen. It just means that you know you might need to spend a bit of extra money there, which may work for your fullback because if your fullback can slide in there and and a guy that's a bench player for you plays both centre winger and fullback, that could work. Uh, hooker, I agree with Ryan. I think it's a it's inevitable to have you need to have two hookers now. Whether that's Blake Austin, maybe he's sitting it sitting there for you at five eight. That's fine, but um, otherwise I'd probably look at look at Hooker as well. I want to read uh, out some more information about that, but let's first read the tweet from Andrew Davies. Have uh, Daly Cherry Evans, uh, Ben Hunt, Jonathan Thurston, Sean Johnson as my halves. Front rows: Ben Madalino, Andrew Fafita, and Jessup Bromwich. And I just need to find one more reserve. Who should it be? A gun fullback or a hooker? So far I've got Tedesco starting fullback, and either Granville or Luke. Well, he's got both Granville and Luke at hooker. Definitely wants to keep Granville. Uh, Andrew, again, do, do you just keep Granville and Luke and just, you know, keep the rest of your trades for injuries, or is there a way to bring in, you know, a, a fullback? Well, like I said before, I, yeah, I like those two gun hookers. Um, yeah, lots of potential for points. Uh, I touched on it earlier. Blake Ferguson is under 300000 so it's not gun money. All right, I think he's going to start, yeah, making a real run for the semis. Plus, he can play centre as well if you, if you need him. So someone like... Blake Ferguson, I, I really think, you know, he's a, he was a super coach gun, you know, a couple of years ago, so I, there's no reason to think he wouldn't be able to do it again. And, and Ryan, you know, are you looking, I mean, you've already said two hookers, are they the two, but, or does Cameron Smith have to come in maybe for Luke? Um, no, look, not necessarily. Um, with, with South, they're, look, they, to be honest, they look like they're getting a little bit more of, of their form back from um, uh, when they kind of had a bit of a lull mid-season. Mm. Uh, if you can afford Cameron Smith, of course, you'd put him in there, being that... He's not uh, much. He's, he's probably, probably about 100 grand. Probably looking... Maybe not even more than yeah, Luke. But it'd be a bit more consistent. Um, and also, there's the whole... Um, Suspension. Uh, Goal-kicking goal issue kicking. as well. Although Luke's been kicking goals in Adam Reynolds' absence. Well, that's that's very true, but if Adam Reynolds gets fit, I'm sure he will do the kicking. Um, yeah, look, I don't see any problems with how it is, how he has it, how Andrew has it currently. But um, I, I would definitely say just yeah, stick with the um, the the two the two gun nines. I think. Yeah, I know you're going very well, Andrew, and so I'm hoping, again, as I suggested to Mitchell, you've got a bit of extra cash there for 18th and 19th. Man, I think you'd need Roger Tavares-Hashek. Now, you may already have him in the centres because he plays two positions, but if Tedesco is your, your full-back, and Tedesco, look, he, he misses this week, so you take that out of the equation, he should do all right. But we've already talked about the Tigers maybe dropping off. Now, if Tedesco cops a knock, the Tigers aren't in the finals... He may be rested for the rest of the year. That could happen by round 21, round 22 when you're entering the Supercoach finals. Roger Tavasashek will be there at the end. It's his last year with the Roosters. He's, wanting, he's, going, to go, he's going to want to go out in a high note. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the Roosters won the whole thing this year. If they do, Tavasashek will be a big part of it. I think, he's, I think you've got to find a room for him. And if he's already in your centres, then fine. Then you can push him back to fullback if... Tedesco does go down later in the year, but I think that's a certainty. The other one I think, I, I, Andrew did say earlier about Cameron Smith, and um, I do think you've got to find a way to get him out. A bit of, bit of a different opinion for myself and Andrew. I believe that um, 
Isaac Luke is a little below par, even though he had a great score last week. I'm still not 100%. You know, are we going to get that? I think it's a gamble. I think Granville's less of a gamble. Cowboys are on fire. He's playing 80 minutes now. Um, I put him behind Smith and, and McCulloch as a third hooker um, at the moment. So I think you're safe to keep Granville for the time being, but bring in Cameron Smith there I think is a necessity, and then Granville can slip to your backup if required. Um, might not be easy with the money you've got, but uh, that's probably what I'm looking at sort of longer term. And of course, if anyone else has any questions, look, follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros and tweet it, tweet it to us and we'll read it out on the show. We very much enjoy it. We like to get in depth with it. Uh, I will read out this. I promised uh, those tweets. I will read out the top 10. And these are positions they play. These aren't positions for Supercoach. These are positions they play. So you kind of got to look at it a little bit differently. But you've got one fullback in the top 10, one winger, three halfbacks, three front rowers, one second rower, and one hooker. There's no centres or five eights. By the top 23, five eights pop in, as do two centres. There's six front rowers by now. And by the top 35, there's nine front rowers, six second rowers. So that's where second rowers have gone from one in the top 20 to six in the top 35. So you guys like Simon Mannering, you know, um, Bodine Thompson. These guys are, are strong. Ethan Lowe, Gavin Cooper. But they're not at the very top echelon. But they'll still get you those consistent points. You can see the second rowers coming in there. And there's still only two fullbacks. And fullbacks, they don't pop up until the top 50. You get an extra three in there from top 35 to top 50. So there's some interesting stats there, Andrew. Look, I think any way you do it, if you can get find 17 studs, you're doing pretty well coming season's end, especially if you've got a trade or two up your sleeve, um, maybe maybe even three or four heading into the finals. I think that's the way to do it. Oh, you got you. I mean, with the, <laughs> the, the trades, uh, they're, they're a godsend when... Uh, <laughs> your, your star captain goes down. Uh, yeah, yeah. So all about the trades and, and yeah, trying to find that consistency uh, with your, your studs. I mean, it's like I said before, it's not as, as easy as it was last year with your Sam Sam uh, Burgess, your Sonny yeah. Bills, and your Jared Haynes. You've got to kind of dig a bit deeper. So I guess that's what we're here for to try and help you out. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to talk more about trade strategy over the upcoming weeks. We didn't talk a lot about cheapies this week. We can get back to that, but we really want to focus on the 113s. Not a lot of 113s out there this week. If you didn't listen to our show last week and you need a couple of 113,000s, have a listen to that. We went through the entire uh, roster, essentially, of the 113,000 there at our website. You can find that, www.supercoachpros.com. That is all we have time for. Uh, Ryan, thanks very much. We're going to talk to you Sunday. Review show back this week, of course, with, um, I think, five games going to be played by Sunday night. Yep, no worries. And, Andrew, thank you very much. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Good luck your boys on Monday. I think you, you're pretty much the loser of this game. can go home for season 2015. Yeah, it should be interesting with uh, David Cherry Evans up at Gold Coast. If, uh, the three fans, <laughs> That's right. if the three Gold Coast fans turn up, they should boo him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 look, we've got plenty of listeners on the Gold Coast. Uh, <laughs> Well, I tell you what, Andrew Davis, who uh, wrote to us, says he's got DC and so do I. So let's hope he has a, has a binder. <laughs> that is all we have time for. Of course, I am Paulie G. You can find all of the information, including these podcasts, at www.supercoachpros.com, including the Supercoach round previews, very important information there. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter, at Supercoach Pros. And we'll see you again on the weekend for the review show. Bye now.